Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 32 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Most old-time radio fans are very familiar with The Great Gildersleeve, one of the most popular sitcoms of all time. Even to this day, hundreds of episodes from the show have survived and are played and enjoyed regularly by fans, 65 years after the show ended. It premiered on August 31, 1941, on NBC Radio, and starred Harold Perry as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the grandiose and lovable character first created on The Fibber McGee and Molly Show in 1938. It was one of the very first radio spin-off shows, and featured Gildersleeve as leaving the town of Wistful Vista from the previous show and moving to Summerfield, where he takes over the raising of his orphan nephew and niece, Marjorie and Leroy Forrester. His household includes Bertie, the housekeeper and cook, played by Lillian Randolph. Gildersleeve is Summerfield's water commissioner, and his friends include Judge Horace Hooker, played by Earl Ross, who is more of an enemy in the show's first two seasons, pharmacist Richard Peavy, played by Richard Legrand, and Barbara Floyd Munson, played by Mel Blanc and later Arthur Bryan. There are a large host of other supporting characters, and the show became super popular after its premiere. Perry left in 1950 to go to CBS radio, and Willard Waterman replaced him as Gildersleeve. Many of the main characters disappeared. The storylines increasingly focused on Gildersleeve's love interests, and eventually it was changed to a 15-minute format in 1954. It finally ended its run in 1958. Now sit back and enjoy the November 2nd and November 23rd, 1941 broadcasts of The Great Gildersleeve. Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. Each week at this time, Kraft presents from Hollywood, California, Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by Leonard L. Levinson. We'll hear from the Great Gildersleeve in just a moment. In the meantime, November is here again. Yes, and crisp, frosty November weather is going to make the whole family feel like working harder and playing harder, too. So now the right kind of energy food becomes more important than ever. Yes, right now it's very important that your family gets plenty of wholesome, nourishing food. Food that provides energy and vitamins, that gives you and the children the kind of nourishment everyone needs. Now, parquet margarine, made by Kraft, is just such a food. Yes, parquet margarine is a wholesome, highly nutritious food made from selected American farm products. Parquet is one of the best sources of food energy you can serve. What's more, parquet margarine is a reliable source of vitamin A, Every pound contains 9,000 units of this important vitamin. Now, all this wouldn't do much good if your family didn't like parquet margarine. Well, we're sure they will. Yes, they're bound to like parquet's delicious flavor, whether you serve it at the table or use it for baking and pan frying. So order delicious, economical parquet margarine tomorrow. Just ask for parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. And now let's visit our friend, the Great Gildersleeve. Mm-hmm. 
Leroy? Yes, Uncle Mort? Uh, come in here a minute, will you? I want to... Say, how did you get that scratch on your nose? And by George, your shirt's all torn, too. What's happened to you? Oh, I had a slight argument with a friend of mine. A slight argument with a friend, eh? I'd hate to see you after a big fight with a stranger. Where did you two argue? Inside a cement mixer? Nope. All the way from our backyard to Georgie Beasley's front steps. Uh, it was a sort of a running argument. Yes. Now, Leroy, I disapprove of you holding knuckle debates with your little chums. But, gee, Uncle Moore, you should have heard what Georgie said. No matter what he said, it wasn't the friendly thing to do. Well, if you'd have heard, you'd understand why I had to bop him on the smeller. You bop him on the smeller? <laughs> Leroy, where do you pick up that kind of language? From you. Uh, Remember Wednesday when you almost ran into that truck? That truck almost ran into me, young man. And besides, I don't recall using those words. It was just after the truck driver told you to go. Leroy, never mind. <laughs> Let's get back to you. Young man, you must realize that you can't keep friendships by indulging in pugilistic altercations. What's that? Poking people in the puss. <laughs> Yeah. Well, who wants to be friends with old Georgie Beasley anyhow? Now, now, Leroy, friends are more precious than gold or diamonds. What would a man have if he didn't have any friends? Gold or diamonds? That's right. No! <laughs> Leroy, I want you to go over to Georgie Beasley's house and apologize. Well, not right now. His big brother is home. Oh. Besides, I'm not going to shake hands with him after what he said about you. Come, come. Remember, sticks and stones may break about me. What did he say? <laughs> I don't like to repeat it. But I want to know. No, Uncle Mort, you'd only get angry. Yeah. And besides, your head isn't any fatter than anybody else's. <laughs> so he called me a fathead, did he? Yeah, how'd you find out? Yeah. Wait till I tell his mother about this. Oh, you won't have to do that, Uncle Mort. He was just repeating what she said. Oh, <laughs> Let's drop the subject, Leroy. Only remember one thing. Friends are wonderful things to have. Because when you're over your head in debt, a friend won't let you down. And when you're up to your ears in trouble, a friend won't let you down. And when you find out you're on a limb... A friend won't let you down then either. <laughs> yes. Say, that reminds me. I've been meaning to look up an old friend from back home ever since I came to Summerfield. Does he live here? Yes, fellow named Charlie Dapple. I'll get in touch with him right now. Hand me the phone book, will you please? Sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, great chap, Charlie. I remember when I was first struggling to get into the girdle business. It was Charlie who helped me. <laughs> To get into Girdles? No, young man. Uh, yes, yes. He owned Dapple's department store at the time. He snapped up the first ten dozen I made. <laughs> yes, he had a stretcher point to do it, too. <laughs> Did that help you? Yes, sir. It pulled me out of a mighty tight squeeze. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Daniels, Danner, Dante. Here we are. Dapple, Charles. 147 Olive Street. Pimento, 4733. That'll be good to see good old Charlie Dapple again after all these years. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, could I speak to Charlie Dapple, please? Well, he isn't home now. This is Mrs. Dapple. Uh, Mrs. Dapple? Well, don't tell me that good old Charlie's married after all these years. Congratulations, Mrs. Dapple. You're a mighty lucky woman. Thank you. That's what Charlie keeps saying. Yeah. Uh, who is this? Uh, what was that? Who is this? Uh, well, when did the big event take place? Three years ago, Labor Day. Who is this? Well, well, good old Charlie married on Labor Day. <laughs> Say, I'll bet you're a redhead. No, I'm a brunette. What made you think I was a redhead? Well, you know how Charlie always went... No, I guess you don't. <laughs> Maybe not, but I will. Yeah. Who is this? Oh, it's an old friend from back home, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. 
Uh, doesn't that name mean anything to you? No. Oh, but surely he's told you about the times we used to have together. Didn't he ever talk about Atlantic City? No. What about Atlantic City? Well, it's uh, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> well, uh, he'll be home any minute, and I'll ask him all about it. Oh, no, no. Let's uh, make it a surprise. Make what a surprise? Well, I'm going to drop over for a visit. Oh, but really, Mr. Now, come, come, Mrs. Dapple. I haven't seen your husband for five years. Let's see, you live at four, uh, 147 Olive, eh? Yes, it's an apartment house. The Venus de Milo Arms. If. <laughs> well, oh, I think I can find it. I'll drop in in half an hour. Oh, but I, I don't know if you should come today, Mr. Silvercoat. Uh, Gildersleeve's the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, don't fix anything special for me. Uh, just think of me as one of the family. Goodbye. Uh, this is going to be fun surprising Charlie. He loves surprises. I'll never forget the night he sneaked a lot of his wax dummies into my office to scare me the next morning. And did it? It would have if our night watchman hadn't shot six of them. <laughs> he claimed they pulled a knife on him. <laughs> Mr. Dapple sounds like a keen guy. He is, Leroy. Good old Charlie. Come along and meet him. Oh, but I wanted to go to a movie. We can go afterwards. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Yes? Uh, Mrs. Dapple? Yes? Well, well. Charlie certainly picked himself a lovely little bride. What? Oh, oh, you must be the man who phoned Mr. Silversleeve. Uh, Gildersleeve. Uh, by the way, is my old sidekick home yet? Well, no, and I've been expecting him for an hour. All right, Uncle, let's go to that movie. Uh, come back here, young man. Uh, Mrs. Dapple, this is my nephew, Leroy. Oh, how do you do? How do you well, do? come right in. Uh, thank you. Oh, now, don't look at this room. It's a mess. Oh, no, it just has that lived-in look. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie should be home any minute now. Mm -hmm. On Saturday afternoons, he usually stops at several places on the way home uh, uh, to get the football scores, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know how it is. No, not a baby. Uh, mind if we look? Oh, no. Come on, Leroy, don't you want to see the baby? No, I just want to see the movie. Okay, young man, no baby, no movie. Let's see the baby. Yeah, that's better. Well, well, Mrs. Dapple, what a handsome husky child. Uh, what's his name, Charlie? No, Gertrude. Oh, pardon me, Gertrude. <laughs> Ooh, zitty bitty babums a zoo. <laughs> oh, dear, you frightened her. Maybe it's her face, Uncle Mort. Uh, nonsense, Leroy, babies just love my face. <laughs> Now, now, Mother's little angel cake. Shush. Yeah. Shush. I know it'll quiet her, Mrs. Dapple. It's one trick that always works. I got it right here in my pocket. Gee, Unc, are you carrying around a bottle of milk? No. It's my watch, Leroy. Yeah. Now listen, little cupcake. You hear the tick-tick? Oh, isn't that cute? She's holding it to her ear. Yes. There's nothing like a piece of jewelry to stop a girl from crying. <laughs> Dear me, the phone again. Uh, now, phone? let go of the gentleman's watch, darling, so I can put you down. No, now, Mother's Lamb, let go. Uh, oh, dear, she won't let go. Well, you'll just have to hold her, Mr. Gildersleeve, while I take that call. Uh, but, but, but it's been years since I held a baby that young. Oh, no, no. Don't you be afraid. Huh? Once you've learned, you never forget. It's like swimming. Uh, swimming, I'll bet it is, yes. Oh. <laughs> Here. Hold, Gertrude, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, well, all right. Take it easy, Gertrude. Oh, well, jiggly, isn't she? <laughs> Whoa, now. I'll be back in just a minute. Uh, you better come back now. She's getting restless. 
Now, see here, Gertrude. Oh, I was just kidding. Uh, relax. <laughs> kitchy, kitchy, goo. Kitchy, kitchy, goo. Gee, Uncle Mort, I never knew you could take care of babies. I can't. Uh, Leroy, would you like to hold little Gertie a while? Not me. Come on, let's ditch her and go see Hopalong Cassidy. Yep, wait a minute. I can't get my watch and chain away from her. And now, Gertrude, you've had your little fun, so let loose. No use trying to force her, Uncle. She'll get tired of it pretty soon and just drop the whole thing. That's what I'm afraid of. I see. If she drops the watch, you get the works. (laughs) Leroy, don't poke fun. Now, now, Gertie. Let go of Uncle Throckmorton's 21-jewel nasty gold watch. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good girl. You see, Leroy, I got it back. Now she's got a hold of my hair. Let go, Mother's little devil's food cake. Say, she certainly is a cute kid. Leroy, don't stand there. Do something. Well, if I could find a pair of scissors, I could cut off that hunk of hair she's holding. No! Ouch! Gertrude, unhand my hair. Say, she likes you. Yeah, she's practically drooling over me. Well, really, Mr. Gildersleeve, what are you doing to that baby? Adam, you better ask the baby what she's doing to me. Oh, oh, now, now, let go of the man's hair, darling. There. Uh, thanks. Oh, my scalp. Feels like I just lost a decision to Sitting Bull. Now you just lie in your blanket like a good little girl while Mama runs down to the gas company. Yes. Now? Yes, or else I don't know what we'll ever do over the weekend. Charlie was supposed to attend to it. But but you're not going to leave us alone here with, with Gertrude. Oh, she won't give you any trouble, will you, sweetheart? <laughs> See? Yes. Well, Charlie will probably be here before I return. Oh, and in case he isn't, uh, just heat the baby's bottle in ten minutes. Uh, ten minutes? Uh, take the roast out of the oven in a quarter of an hour. Yeah, take the roast. Then uh, light a fire under the soup. Fire the soup. And if a COD package comes, it's all right to pay for it. But, but I... And if it gets any cooler, phone down to the janitor for more heat. Huh? Bye. Light a fire under the janitor. <laughs> Put the COD in the oven. Phone down for the baby's bottle. Oh, my... <laughs> Which way it folds. After all, I used to be a baby myself. Yeah, now don't get fidgety, Gertie. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Careful with that safety pin, Uncle Mort. Oh, my. Why don't these things come with zippers? Yes, yes, Mother's little leg of lamb. You better hurry up, Uncle Mort. Gertrude's getting restless. And cold, too. That's well. It's her own fault. She keeps kicking it off. Well, if you can't pin it, why don't you just leave it off altogether? No, Leroy. We've got to pin Gertrude down some way with this blanket. Ah. There we are. I wonder what makes her do that. Maybe she's just bored with everything. When she isn't yelling, she's yawning. Well, that's because she should be sleeping, Leroy. Possibly if I told her some little anecdote, that might put her to sleep. It always works at the Rotary Club. singing her to sleep. That's a fine idea. Friends have told me my voice reminds them of a meadowlark singing bass. Okay, Uncle, make for the lullabies. All right. Uh, 
What would you think of a sleep in the deep? You know. Many brave hearts are asleep in the deep. <laughs> Too deep. Yeah. <laughs> How about Rockabye Baby? That's it. Go ahead, Uncle Mort. All right, let me see. I think it goes, uh, Rockabye Baby in the treetop. <laughs> yeah. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. I can't remember how the rest goes. Now we'll come, baby, cradle and all. Yeah, that's it. Rock-a-bye, Gertrude, on the treetop. She's going to sleep, so you better not stop. When the bow breaks, the cradle goes lower. You're doing swell, Unc. Sing it once more. <laughs> Rock-a-bye, baby. Let's go, Leroy. She's closing her eyes, so let's tiptoe into the other room, my boy. Let's wait here till both eyes she shuts. Look out for that pen! <laughs> oh, nuts! <laughs> Rock-a-bye, baby. Oh, what's the use? I have been singing till my tonsils are loose. You better give up, Unc. Whatever it is that kid wants, it ain't a meadowlark that sings bass. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right, Leroy. Gee, if this takes much longer, we won't see those two pictures before dinner. Leroy, if this takes much longer, we won't even see dinner. I better call home and tell your sister we'll be late. Hand me that telephone. Yeah, dear. Be playing nursemaid to a baby. Fine thing. Hello? Oh, hello, Marjorie. Hey, looks like Leroy and I'll be a little late for dinner tonight, my dear. We stopped in to see an old friend. Who's that? Your old friend? Uh, no, it's Gertrude. Uh, she's just a baby. Yes. Leroy and I are taking care of her. Uh, for Mrs. Dapple. She's out taking care of the gas. Yes, and we're even taking care of the cookie. Oh, you, Uncle Moore, taking care of the cookie? Yes. I was supposed to take the roast out of the oven and put the soup on the fire. But I had to put the soup in the oven because the roast was on fire. <laughs> oh, poor Uncle Moore. Yeah. Have you been having much trouble with the baby? Well, I've been singing Rockabye Baby to her, but something tells me she'd prefer there'll be some changes made. <laughs> That's a marvelous idea. And bring Bertie, Marjorie. And maybe she can patch up the dinner I've ruined. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think I know what's wrong with that baby. It's probably hungry. Yeah, hungry? Say, I never thought of that. Uh, let me have a look. Oh, my goodness. That's what it must be. Marjorie, hurry over quickly. What's wrong? Gertrude's so hungry, she's trying to swallow her foot. <laughs> Have you got that all straight now? I think so, Mrs. Dapple. We're to shut off the gas at 147 hour this afternoon mm -hmm. and turn it on at 3214 Winslow. Is that right? Correct. We're moving away from the Olive Street apartment tonight, and I don't want any slip-up. Oh, there won't be. Oh, now, uh, can I change my light and water here, too? No, the light and water company's down at 10th and Spring Street. Oh, dear. Well, that'll take me an hour. I left someone with my baby, and I promised to be right back. 
Oh, well, they'll just have to wait. Really, Marjorie, the way you've handled that baby is a revelation to me. <laughs> yeah, you're certainly tidy with a dighty. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you ever learn all that, my dear? Oh, I took child psychology in school. Yes, but Gertrude didn't. How did you ever two get together? Oh, it was easy. In dealing with hysteria and psychoneurosis in the field of speculative philosophy relating to the young, the prime factor was a thorough understanding of the mental and nervous processes of the infant mind. Simple, isn't it? Uh, either it is or I am. <laughs> uh, say, Leroy, how's Bertie doing? Oh, Bertie, how's everything? I'm doing as well as I can, considering. Uh, considering what, Bertie? The cupboards. Why, oh, what's wrong with the cupboards here, Bertie? Well, from the looks of them, these folks seem to have a mighty fine assortment of nothing. Uh, nothing? What do you mean? Make yourself plain. Okay, I'll speak plain, but it's gonna sound ugly. Uh, these folks have got just about enough food in that kitchen for one meal. Uh, do you mean that Mrs. Dapple's cupboard is empty? <laughs> Man, that cupboard couldn't be any better than if that lady's name was Hubbard. Oh. <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. I, I never dreamed for a moment they were destitute. Well, what are we going to do, Uncle Moore? Don't worry. I'll fix things up, Marjorie. Uh, Bertie, take this $10 bill down to the nearest store and buy a lot of groceries. Yes, sir. Better make out a list. Yes. Some canned goods. Oh, Uncle Moore. That's terribly sweet of you. And some sugar. Oh, it's nothing, my dear. I get a lump in my throat. Lump sugar? <laughs> and a sinking feeling in my heart. Bacon soda? <laughs> When I think of what's ahead... Ahead of cabbage? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. It brings the tears to my eyes. And onions. I suppose they just gradually got into debt and couldn't... Catch up. That's it. They couldn't catch up. <laughs> hey, Bertie, are you still here? You better get going. Take Leroy along to help you carry the bundle. Okay, All right. boy. Hurry out the back way. I'll bet that's my old pal now. And will I clap hands if here comes Charlie. Now, see here, Dapple. We've exhausted our patience with you. Why do you ignore our letters? Why do you hang up when we telephone? Why don't you be a man and make your payments on that piano like you promised? No, see here, mister. I'm not dappled. But by George, if I was and you used that tone, I'd cuff you around till you'd crawl back into the woodwork. Oh, yeah? Well, if you're not dappled, what do you care how I talk to him, you, you big blimp? Huh? <laughs> He's my friend, and you can't abuse an absent friend in my presence. Especially if he isn't here. Uncle Moore, not so loud. Huh? Oh, that's right. Not so loud, mister. If you want to fight, just step inside. Okay. But this time when I leave, I'm taking that piano with me. Over my dead body. That makes it even more attractive. Oh. <laughs> One more crack like that, and I'll shove that swollen zither down your noisy throat. Now you take your hat off and state your business before I forget my manners and bop you on the smeller. Now, take it easy, Tubsy. Whoop! My name is Baxter of the Summerfield Washing Machine and Piano Company. Now, this fellow Dapple has been buying this piano from us on the installment plan, only he ain't kept up his payments. Well, I happen to know that Mr. Dapple has been up against it pretty badly lately. Uh, couldn't you just uh, kind of forget the payments this month? Forget it? How can I? I've got a memory like an elephant. Yeah, and a hide like one, too. <laughs> All right, then. How much is the payment? I'll give it to you myself. No, no, you won't. According to our contract, once a payment is defaulted, the entire remaining balance becomes automatically due. Oh, my goodness. How much does he still owe on it? Now, let's see. I've got it right here. It's uh, $74. $74 more? Why, that mahogany monstrosity over there was never worth that in the first place. Either I get the money or else a piano. Yes, I think you mean it. Well, Charlie Dapple helped me up when I was getting started, so I can't let him down when he's just about finished. I'll write you a check for the $74. Let's see... 
That'll leave me with a balance of uh, 28 cents. Yeah, now there's somebody at the back door. I better go see. I'm coming, you blasted woodpecker. Excuse me, I'm the gas man. Don't want any, I got enough gas. I come to shut it off. Shut it off? Didn't Mrs. Dapple call at your office this afternoon, probably to pay the bill? Look, brother, I'm a guy who sticks strictly to his own job. Yeah. I got an order saying turn off gas at Dapple Apartment 147 Olive Street. And that's what I'm going to do, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's not be too hasty about this, uh, brother. <laughs> Suppose I pay the bill to you right now. No, no I ain't allowed to take no money. Uh, you don't understand, brother. I'm just the guy who gets orders to turn gas on and to turn it off. Yeah. Then I go where it says and I turn gas on or else I turn it off. <laughs> That's all I do. Oh. Sounds mighty monotonous. I like being monotonous. Yeah. Uh, look here, brother. Uh, by the way, what's your name? Uh, uh, Herman Peebles. Uh, Herman Peebles. Uh, look here, Herbie. Uh, Peebles live here, too. Uh, simple peoples, the kindly peoples, the salt of the earth. Uh, things have been a little tough for them lately. Uh, and there's another mouth to feed, too. You mean? Yes, that's what I mean. A tiny baby named uh, Little Gertrude. Yeah, think what it would mean to poor Little Gertrude if she didn't have any gas. <laughs> no hot milk, uh, no hot water, no hot air. That's tough. Yes. Winter is approaching, too, Hermie. Need I say more? No, no, don't worry, mister. I'm not going to shut off the gas here today. Uh, you're not? No, I just can't. Well, I'm certainly, certainly glad I convinced you. It wasn't you, mister. Just remembered I left my tools at the office. Just as soon as the dapple shows its nose through that door. I, I done cooked this rib roast so long it's done shrunk down to the size of a lamb chop. Yeah. Well, personally, I wouldn't mind staying all evening, only I've got a previous engagement. It's them. I'll get the door. We come for the furniture. To take it away. This is the last straw. Don't let them do this to little Gertrude, Uncle. You're right, Leroy. You men can't do this to a poor little helpless baby. We ain't doing nothing to no baby. Take the other end of this sofa, Terry. I got it. Now, get out of the way, mister. Bye, George. You're not going to get away with this. Uncle, put down that vase. <laughs> I was just trying to help the men out there. Don't do us no favors. We'll help ourselves out. Careful coming out that door, Terry. Okay. Uh, quickly, Roy, lock the door. Yeah. Now we got to figure out some way to prevent him from stripping the apartment. Uh, Mr. Gillsleeve, huh? a lady just come in the back way and says she's Miss Dapple. Here she comes now. Oh, at last. <laughs> oh, thank you ever so much, Mr. Gildicott. Yes. That's all right. Where's Charlie? Well, I can't imagine. Unless he's... Oh, of course. Huh? This was his Saturday to work late at the office. But he'll be here any minute now. Uh, that is, if he comes straight home. He better come straight home. There are a couple of men roaming around trying to repossess your furniture. Repossess our furniture? Well, I can't imagine... Oh, why, you must mean the moving men. Yeah, they're moving men. They're trying to move everything you got right out of here. Well, of course. We're moving over to Winslow Avenue today. Oh, my goodness. How can Charlie do this to me? And what about the piano? The collector tried to take it away, but I stopped him. Well, you should have let him have it. Huh? We just played it to break our lease here. It's your lease in my pocketbook, madam. Well, we better hurry up and get ready to leave. 
Oh, uh, did the men come to turn off the gas? Yeah, and you should have seen them turn on the tears. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's my husband now. Yeah? There's something about the way he knocks that I can always recognize. Oh, at last. Hey, Mrs. Dapple, I've been waiting for this moment all afternoon. Do you mind if I hide in the dining room and then when good old Charlie comes in, I'll jump out and yell surprise? Please, that's all I have left. Well, that'll be cute. Uh, all right, go right ahead. Uh, Leroy, Marjorie, uh, Bertie, I want you to get in on this. All right, come on, let's hide. Hello, Charlie, darling. Oh, yes, sweetheart. What's the idea of keeping the door locked? Well, I don't know. In fact, I don't know half of what's been going on around here. But come into the living room, dear. There's a little surprise for you. Surprise? What do you mean? Where's the surprise? Oh, boy, surprise, Charlie, surprise. Yeah, where's Charlie? I'm Charlie. Who in thunder are you? Oh, my goodness. Gee, Uncle, what's the matter? It's that man. I never saw him before. He's the wrong Charlie Dapple. The Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in a few minutes. But first, I wonder why I always talk to the ladies in our audience, because after all, some of us men aren't such bad cooks. Why, I can fry a wonderful egg. I can even make pretty good biscuits. So really, we men should know about delicious parquet margarine, too. So this is for men only. Next time you men feel like whipping up a batch of biscuits, use parquet margarine, made by Kraft. You see, parquet margarine is a real flavor shortening. It adds flavor to all baked foods. So no wonder the wife's cookies and cakes taste better when made with parquet. And if you like pan-fried foods, you'll find they're tastier, too, when you use parquet margarine. And you don't have to worry about parquet spattering or sticking to the pan. Of course, you'll want to use parquet margarine at the table, for you'll like its delicate appetizing flavor. Now, maybe you men aren't as interested in nutrition as the women are, but you should know that parquet margarine is a nourishing energy food that contains vitamin A. So, man, if you can't find parquet margarine at home, buy a pound or two tomorrow. You'll be pleased to learn that it's mighty economical, too. Just ask the dealer for parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Just a second till I find my key, children. Oh, I'm tired. Yes. Hey, somebody put a note under the door. It's for you, Uncle Moore. Well, note, eh? I wonder who it's from. Uh, dear pal Throcky, George Fiddy just told me you were in town, so I dropped over to see you. Sorry I missed you. Your old pal and sidekick, Charlie Dapple. Uh, good night. <laughs> Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. Each week at this time from Hollywood, California, Kraft presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. Written by Leonard L. Levinson. We'll hear from the great Gildersleeve in just a moment. But first, is your family the hard-working, hard-playing kind? 
Of course, most of us are these days. Increased effort is expected of every one of us. And that's why plenty of wholesome, nourishing energy food is so vitally important. The kind of food that replaces the energy we use up every day. Well, one of the best energy foods you can serve is delicious parquet margarine made by Kraft. Yes, parquet margarine is an economical source of nourishment and energy your whole family needs. You'll be glad to know, too, that every pound of parquet contains 9,000 units of important vitamin A. What's more, parquet margarine is so downright good-tasting, your family will eat all they need. Yes, parquet margarine's delicate, satisfying flavor is sure to make a hit, whether you serve it at the table or use it for baking and pan-frying. So why not give your family the benefits of this delicious, nourishing food and start serving them parquet margarine tomorrow? Yes, when you order, ask your dealer for parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. And now let's visit our friend, the Great Gildersleeve. In the attic, yes. What about it, Leroy? Well, look what I found up there. An old family album. An uh, album? Oh, is that so? Any pictures of me in it? Ah, there. You're number one of a foot parade. Yeah. Leroy. May I look at it, Uncle? Uh, sure, Marjorie. Go ahead if you want to. Thanks. Oh, look at this one. Huh? Oh, what a beautiful baby. Uh, Say, who is she? Well, if you must know, she's me. <laughs> yeah. You mean you didn't always have that mustache? Yeah, well, not as a little shaver. <laughs> Turn the page, Marjorie. Huh? Oop. <laughs> Forgot about that one in the little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. <laughs> Wish I had those beautiful curls today. For corn's sake, look at the lace on your pants. <laughs> Leroy, at that age, did I know what I was doing? Oh, Uncle. Look, here's one where you're a little older. Huh? With two pretty little rabbits. Oh, yes, my rabbits. Those are my pets. I called them Flopsy and Mopsy. I intended to raise them and make enough money to pay my way through college. What happened, Uncle Mort? Nothing. I paid two bucks for those rabbits. <laughs> what was the matter? That was it. Two bucks. <laughs> yeah. Say, Uncle. Huh? You're wearing in this picture? Yes, uh, tight, weren't they? When people saw me wearing them, they just split. Who are the people or the pants? Yeah. First the pants, then the people. <laughs> Here's a picture taken not so long ago. Well, How can you tell? Well, Uncle Mort is almost as fat as he is now. Leroy, the bathing suit he's wearing. Yes, that suit was all wool and a yard wide. <laughs> What's that thing you're eating, Uncle? Uh, let me see. Eating? Oh, uh, I wasn't eating anything. I was just blowing up my water wings. <laughs> Say, I feel kind of chilly. Uh, Bertie, uh, shut the front door. I can't. It's stuck. Oh, probably the change in the weather. I'll take care of it, children. Yeah. Now, what's the trouble, Bertie? But no wonder that door is stuck. There's a man's foot caught inside. I know that, and he refuses to take it out. Oh, well, let him in. He's probably a visitor. Say no visitors, a salesman. Salesman? How do you know? Because the hot air's coming from the outside inside. Oh. <laughs> 
Mister, get your foot out this door, because we ain't in the market for nothing. Yes. Well, let me handle him now, Bertie. I'll brush him off quickly. Now, don't you go buying any foolish, worthless stuff like you did last time. Huh? That perfume was nothing but water. Well, how did you know, Bertie? Did you open the bottle? <laughs> no, sir. But the salesman come around to the back, and I bought some myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you run along back to the kitchen. I'll get rid of this chap. Yes, sir. Yeah. Ah, good afternoon, sir. My company is introducing a new cigar. I don't want it. And I'm giving out a few boxes to discriminating judges of tobacco as free samples. I said I... Uh, oh, uh, free? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> well, let's step in out of the cold, sir. Oh. Here, let me help you with those big, heavy boxes. Oh, thank you. You're thank such a little fellow. Yeah. Yeah. I was always considered quite an authority on good cigars. What's the name of this new brand? Mister, these are the genuine made in Havana, aged in the woods, soaked in the New England maple syrup La Rumba Panatella cigars. Once you get the La Rumba habit, you can't shake it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they certainly sound good. Oh, and they smell good, too. Uh? Now, just sample the delicious aroma. Hmm? Go ahead. Let your nose run riot. Oh. Uh, 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 let me see. Uh, 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 <laughs> Clears the head, doesn't it? Practically clears the room. <laughs> I'm afraid these are rather strong for me, young oh, man. Oh, yeah, and after you've smoked a few, you'll be strong for them. I'll have to be, to be. Now, in consideration for advertising these wonderful cigars among your friends, we make absolutely no charge for them. Oh, you don't? Well, with Christmas coming on and everything, I think I could manage to get rid of five or ten boxes for you. Oh, splendid, splendid. I might add that while we make absolutely no charge for the cigars themselves, we ask you to pay for cellophane, band, and the box. That's yeah. only to be expected, of course. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what does that amount to? Oh, I hate to even mention it. Yeah. So do I, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> let me see. Yeah. Four and two Four plus and two. eight and... Six cents. Huh? Well, that comes to a total of a dollar and ninety-eight cents per box. A dollar ninety-eight. Well, is that all? Oh gosh, I forgot taxes. What's the matter with me? Shall I tell you? <laughs> but you wouldn't expect us to lose money, now, would oh, you? Oh no, I'd hate myself if you lost money. How much are the taxes? Only fifty cents a box. Now, are you taking five or ten boxes? Well, come to think of it, I don't know an awful lot of people here in Summerfield. Hardly more than a box full. <laughs> well, now, our company doesn't think it's worthwhile to send me all the way out here on a cold afternoon for just one lousy... I mean, one box, mister. I'm afraid that at least uh, they'll let me give away free to you is uh, four boxes. Uh, no, thanks. Maybe I'll take more the next time you come around. Mister, with these cigars, there won't be no next time around. Uh, well, for the most I could accept is two boxes. Well, I can't force you to take more. All right, here's your two free boxes. Now that'll be four ninety six. Yeah, dollar ninety eight for two boxes. Four ninety six. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I was always good on arithmetic. This is re- you're very generous, really. Here's a five dollar bill. Oh, thank you. Now wait just a second. You've uh, got some change coming. Oh yes, four yes. cents. Four cents. Yes, funny. Yes. Uh, Lots of silver here, but no pennies. Oh, that's all right. You can forget it. Oh no, no, no. I'll get it for you somehow. Oh. Oh, here we are. Yes. What's this? Your change, a one-cent stamp, and three sticks of chewing gum. Goodbye. Oh! Ah, sure. It's okay to come out in the living room, Piggy. We got the whole house to ourselves. Say, is there any more candy around? Nope. We ate all the cookies, too. Too bad. Nothing sweet left, huh? Nothing unless you want to try these new cigars of my uncle's. They're soaked in maple syrup. You mean these? Yeah. Let's see them. Lomba 
Panadolas. Say, I, I wouldn't open that box if I were you. Oh, it was open already. See? Some have been taken out. I bet no one would miss this one. Hey, what do you think of the doing? Smoking it? Maybe. What if I am? Oh, I bet you wouldn't dare. Is that so? Bet you I would, too. Only it's so long. I bet you'd be scared to go havers with me. Who, who, me? Smoke a cigar? Yeah, I knew you'd go chicken. I won't either. I ain't afraid of doing anything you ain't afraid of doing, I ain't. All right, let you smoke it then. All right, give it here. Here. Bet you don't even know which end to put in your mouth. I do, too. Only I forgot. <laughs> which end is it? Ah, the one you don't like. Oh. My pa always bites off one end first. Like this? Uh-huh. What does he do with the end he bites off? I don't know. Swallows it, I guess. Well, he does? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Ooh, boy, it tastes terrible. Want me to light it for you? Sure, I guess so. No fun smoking unlit cigar, is there? Nope. Hold still and puff. No, puff in, not out. Oh. That's better. How's it taste? Well, <coughs> it's pretty hard to describe. <coughs> Here, here, you try it a while and find out for yourself. Look, I can exhale every puff. Well, don't hog it all day. It's my turn again. Wait till I try blowing smoke through my nose. <laughs> okay, you can have it now. Gee, you got it all unwrapped. Uh, I'm sorry. Want me to tie a piece of string around the outside cover? <laughs> or a rubber band? No, I think it'll be all right. Now watch me. What's that supposed to be? I'm blowing smoke rings. You ain't either. Them's clouds. <laughs> Heck, I can do better than that. Okay, here, you take it. Oh, no, I didn't mean for you to do that. You can keep it as long as you want to. Oh, that's all right. I'm not selfish. Well... All right. How's this? <laughs> you better puff on it, wild pig. <laughs> Smoke gets in my eyes. <laughs> well, okay. It sure is a strong cigar, ain't it? Yeah, strong as I ever smoked. <laughs> What's the matter, Leroy? Don't you feel well? Well, there's been times when I felt better. Here, ready for another drag? No, not, not just yet. I, I think I better sit down for a while. You mean you're, you're dizzy? Yeah. Well, sitting down won't help. I know I'm sitting and I'm dizzy too. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what's wrong with us. I haven't any idea. Do you think it? Say, pig, sit still, will you? I ain't moving. Except my head seems to be going around. Gee, that's funny. You got two heads. And they're both kind of green <laughs> Two heads, huh? Well, that accounts for it then Counts for what? I can see two whole rooms You know, I don't think I feel so good Do you, do you think it could possibly be the, the cigar? I wouldn't be a bit surprised Here, Leroy, you can have it No, 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 you go ahead and keep it, keep it There's lots more where that one came from Oh, my goodness now my stomach's starting to go around, too. Yeah, I know just how you feel. If it's all right with you, Leroy, I think I'll go now. You're not mad or anything? Oh, no. If you want any more of the cigar, it's right here on the fern stand. 
See, see, don't hurry off. I better go or you might be sorry I stayed. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Oh, I'm beginning to see what you mean. I better get some fresh air, too. Hey, Peggy, wait for me. <laughs> Wowsy than woozy. How about you, Leroy? Oh, I'm all right, except for my head, which is awful light, and my feet, which are awful heavy, and my stomach, which is awful. Awful what? That's all, just awful. <laughs> Gee, I don't think I've got a stomach anymore. Boy, are you lucky. <laughs> Take it easy. Just close your eyes. No, no, no. Every time I close my eyes, tapioca keeps floating in front of me. <laughs> tapioca with me on life. Do you think we should get up and walk around a while? No, no, no. Let's stay here in the garage until it stops going around. Darn the guy who invented cigars anyhow. Who was he? I don't know. Some Indian named Corona, I think. <laughs> See how Uncle Mort can keep smoking them all day long without falling over. Imagine going around like this all the time. Gee, I just thought of something. Do you think we're going to stop growing now? Oh, gosh, I don't know. We should have thought of that before. But suppose we do. How am I going to play football in college? I just weigh 97 pounds. Uh, are you sure that one cigar will stop you from growing? Since I started smoking, I ain't been sure of anything. I'm awful glad I stopped. Me too. Why, I would never smoke another cigar. Oh, it makes me sick even to mention cigars. Gee whiz. What is it now? What's going to happen when your folks come back and find a living room full of smoke? Jeepers. Uncle Morton sent me to Alcatraz. We'd better sneak back and open all the windows so the place can air out. Not me. I'm going home just as soon as my legs will cooperate with each other. Ah. Ah, oh, Piggy, you can't run out on me now. Not now, but just as soon as I can stand up, I will. But how can you? Help, I didn't want to smoke a cigar. Help, it was you. Hey, hit us all like Bertie. Come on. Look, smoke's coming out of the living room. Gee, it's lucky we got out. There's a fire. Good, now nobody will notice the cigar smoke. Cigar smoke. That's it. Piggy, where'd you throw that cigar we were smoking? In the front stand, why? I bet that's what's out of the fire. Come on. Get some water. We're coming, Bernie. Oh, there's the garden hose. Piggy, run and turn the water on. Here I come, Bernie. Put out the fire. Put out the fire. I will if you get away from the window. I want to climb in. What'd you say? Get away from the... Get oh. <laughs> out. I'm not on fire. Sorry. I, I warned you. Levi, what you doing? Climbing in the window to water the fire.
Leroy, you's a hero. <sighs> Leroy! Turn on the water again, boy. Leroy's done faded. Are you sure we've ordered all the candy we need for Christmas? Oh, yes, Uncle Lloyd. My, you've been buying like Santa Claus with a sweet tooth. Well, why not? No matter how many Thanksgivings we have, Christmas comes once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's run along home now, Uncle. All right, my dear. Say, let's get something for Leroy to have this afternoon. I see just the thing he's going to enjoy. You do? What is it? Oh, something that every boy likes. Will you see Leroy's face when he opens these chocolate cigars? <laughs> Hey, Bertie, he's opening his eyes. Yeah, but he don't look like he's seeing anything. Leroy, honey, is you all right? Oh, oh, me? Oh, yes, I'm all right. And you just lay there on the sofa whilst I try to clean up this mess in the living room. I can't figure out for the life of me how that fire started. Hey, Piggy. Yeah? Gee, what are we going to say when Uncle Mort comes home and asks us how the fire started? Well, we could say it was a spark from the fireplace if there was a fire in the fireplace. Except there's no fireplace. <laughs> Gee, if they ever find out how that fire really started, I'll be cooked. Haven't you got a good idea? Yes, I'm going home. So long, Leroy. See you in school. Oh, how long did you go to sleep? Uh, hello there, Piggy. Oh, now I'm really going to be sick. Hey, uh, 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 what's that I smell? Did Bertie burn something? Yeah, the living room. What? Why, Mr. Uh, come back here a moment, young man. Uh, where is Bertie? She's mopping up the water on the carpet. Uh, what water? The water Leroy squirted on the fern box just before he did a nosedive onto the floor. Oh, my goodness. Uncle, what's happened around here? I don't know for sure, Marjorie, but the way I understand it, Leroy was watering the fern box in the living room. After flooding the floor, he tried to dive on it while Bertie was cooking the rug. <laughs> that couldn't be. Well, that's Piggy's story. Yeah, well, it was nice visiting you. Here, here, come along with us, young man. We're going to get to the bottom of all this. Oh, dear. Huh? Oh, look at Leroy on the sofa. Yeah. Are you all right, Leroy? Oh, hello, Marge. Hello, Uncle Mort. Well, by George, he does look all washed out. Oh. Young man, what do you mean by diving on your nose in the carpet? You leave that poor little boy alone. He's a hero. Just like Dewey at Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, Bertie? Why, there was a fire, and Leroy ran in here with the hose and saved us all from being a lot of clinkers. Well, you're a brave boy, Leroy. By the way, Bertie, how did the fire happen to start? Oh, oh my huh? head. Oh, oh, my stomach. Yeah. Oh, oh, my. What's wrong? Oh, I know. He's inhaled too much smoke. Yes, that's it, Uncle Morse. Well, we're going to get you well in no time at all. No time at all. That's good. Yeah. Marjorie, what's the office number of Dr. Silver? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't know. Doctor, uh, Rosebud 2212. Uh, thanks. Uh, hand me that phone, please, Bertie. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, don't try to get up, Leroy. Just relax like a piece of liver. No! Uh, hello, Dr. Silsby. Uh, this is Brockmorton P. Gildersleeves. I want you to come right over. There was a little fire at our place. I know you're not a fireman. My nephew, Leroy, put it out, and now he isn't feeling so hot. Yeah, get over here as quickly as you can, Doctor. <laughs> Thank you.
keeping that, Doctor. Oh, uh, while we're waiting for him, Leroy, here's a little surprise I brought to you from downtown. Here. It's in chocolate cigars. No. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, somebody water. He's going to paint again. No, no, I'll, I'll be all right, Uncle. Uh, chocolate and cigars. I couldn't take it. Oh, well, I'm sorry, my boy. Uh, but you won't refuse a nice big chocolate cigar, will you, Piggy? Uh, yes, Mr. Ulysses, I couldn't. Huh? That is, Leroy might feel bad if he saw me eating it. Oh, yes, well, that's very considerate. We'll save them for later, then. Uh, by the way, uh, how did this fire in the living room start, Piggy? You mean the fire from the cigar in the front stand? Oh, 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 oh. Well, What's wrong, my boy? It hurts. The star I got from the front stand that was on fire. Oh, yes. Piggy, isn't it time for you to go home? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I gotta be going now. Yes. Well, it gets me. How a fern stand can suddenly, without any cause, burst into flame as one for Ripley. Maybe it was spontaneous compulsion. You... <laughs> We'll never know. Yeah, let's let sleeping dogs sleep. Excuse me, Mr. Gillespie, but look what I found in the ruins of that there fernery that was on fire. Well, looks like remnants of a cigar. Why, this could have started the whole thing. Well, folks, now I really got to go. So long, Roy. Good night, Mr. Gillespie. What's bothering that young man? Oh, that's Piggy's way, um. Here today, gone tomorrow. (laughs) Well, son, you rest till the doctor gets here. I'm going to look into a few matters. Come on, Bertie, let Leroy sleep. I can't understand it. How did a cigar get into the fern stand? Oh, talking of cigars, Bertie, did anything happen to those two new boxes of La Rumba's? They're putting them in boxes now? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about my cigars. Oh, yes, here they are. Let me see. Uh, six missing, and I only took out five. Bertie, have you been putting the snatch on my stogies? Yes, sir. Aha! Uh-huh. I snatches them off the furniture, and I put them in the ashtray. <laughs> no, I mean, have you been smoking my cigars? Me? I should say not. I ain't one of them society ladies. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody took one. Uh, Marjorie? Yes, Uncle Mark? Uh, I've been doing a little detective work about that fire. You know, I've always fancied myself as another thin man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have a pretty good idea how it started, too. How, Uncle? Well, I think I know who dropped a cigar into that fern stand. Now, don't look at me with that sealy glint in your eye, Sherlock Holmes. I haven't smoked a cigar since last election. Oh, yeah. Oh, be serious, Marjorie. Did you notice how evasive Leroy and Piggy Banks were when I questioned them just now? No, I didn't. Oh, of course not. You weren't even there. But they were as hard to pin down as a baby on a roller coaster. But Leroy, smoking a cigar. Didn't you notice their appearance? They were both as pale around the gills as a whitefish. Did smoking a cigar have that effect? I should say. I'll never forget my first corn silk corona. (laughs) I was weak for days and in the days for weeks. Uh, and besides all this circumstantial evidence, there's one real incriminating clue. What's that? Leroy's little finger. What's wrong with his little finger? He's wearing the cigar band from that missing cigar. Ah, uh, at last, Doctor. What delayed you? Did you stop on the way to cure a couple of hams? Fine thanks for rushing away from an office full of patients. Well, where's the sick boy? Show me to him. Oh, yes. Just a second, Doc. Uh, since I phoned you, I found out a few things. I think Leroy is sick because he smoked one of my cigars. Well, I can understand that. I smoked one of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I, I can't get him to admit it, Doctor. He just keeps groaning and changing the subject. Now, I've got an idea how we can smoke out this whole cigar business. 
Now, what's that? Uh, what kind of sickness would have the same preliminary symptoms as smoking a cigar, Doc? Oh, almost any of these juvenile illnesses. Yeah. Measles, chicken pox, or mumps, say? Say, mumps will do. You examine Leroy, and you tell him he's got the mumps. That'll bring the truth out of him. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, you and your scheme. Ish. Remember what to do, Doc. Ah, Leroy. Uh, here's uh, Dr. Silsby to take care of our sick little boy. Oh, suffering stuff. Yes. You didn't need to bother uh, Dr. Wunk. I'll be all right in a couple of hours. Well, now that I'm here, boy, I better give you a quick once over. You see your tongue? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, say ah. Ah. Yeah. I better take your pulse. Keep your dum 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 dum. Now, you can put your tongue back in now. Thanks. <laughs> Now, tell me, after you inhaled this smoke, did you suffer any attack of vertigo? No, I was just dizzy. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was accompanied by acute nausea? It was nausea, all right, but there was nothing cute about it. <laughs> well, that's just as I thought. Let me feel your jaws. Oh. Hey, what are you talking about? Mr. Gildersleeve, has this boy ever had the mumps? Uh, mumps? I don't think so. Have you ever had the mumps before, Leroy? No. Say, you don't think I got them now, do you, Doc? Well, it's a little early to say for sure, but the indications point that way. Oh. Yes, isn't that too bad? Looks like you'll have to stay in bed instead of going to that big football game, Leroy. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Gee, Doc, maybe you're mistaken. Maybe if you knew what really happened, you wouldn't call it mumps. But what do you mean, what really happened, Leroy? Oh, gee, I, I shouldn't have told you before. I'll go more at the reason I got sick and looked so pale and everything is... Well, it's... Gee, I hate to tell you, but... Oh, why did I do it? Why did you do what, Leroy? Why did I smoke one of your cigars? Ah, uh, at last. Now we're getting the truth. Young man, I'm surprised at you. Oh, gee, I'm, I'm sorry I ever did, Uncle Mort. Sorry as I can be. Yes, I think you've learned your lesson, Leroy. I have, Uncle Mort. I really have. I don't know, maybe Dr. Silsby can see it's the cigar that makes me look this way and, and not mumps. Well, Leroy, that was just a little put-up job. A little scheme to get the truth out of you. <laughs> you, uh, you really haven't got the mumps, has he, Doctor? No, he hasn't, Gildersleeve. But according to his pulse and his temperature and these spots on his chest, he has got the measles. Oh! <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in a few minutes. But right now, do you grown-ups remember the old-fashioned kitchen on baking day? Mmm, what fragrance with cakes and pies and cookies in the oven. Why, everything smelled so good, my mouth fairly watered in anticipation of all the good things to eat. And nowadays, lots of up-to-the-minute housewives are learning the modern secret of that old-time home-baked flavor. Yes, more and more good cooks are insisting on a real flavor shortening for baking, instead of bland, tasteless fat. That's why so many good housewives are using parquet margarine for baking. For a flavor shortening is just what parquet is. You see, the delicate taste that makes parquet so delicious for table use gives extra flavor to baked foods, too. Yes, and that's the secret of foods pan-fried in parquet. They're tastier, too, and parquet doesn't batter or stick to the pan. And remember, parquet margarine is good for you. Yes, parquet is a wholesome, nourishing energy food that contains important vitamin A. But why not try delicious, economical parquet margarine and find out how good it is yourself? Just ask your dealer for parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. 
Part of the cure for measles, you know. Who's that? Leroy, it's me, Piggy. I just sneaked back to see if they found out. Yeah, they did. Gee, did you catch it? I'll say I did. Yeah. Looks like you're going to catch it too, Piggy. Good night. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.